Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Laura and I are here with you uh, again today. Laura, we started uh, the last podcast, rather, talking about uh, the plan of God, following the plan of God, following the Holy Spirit. And you did an awesome job just sharing your your kind of testimony of really how you got into God's plan. And, uh, you know, I had actually heard some interesting things about your story that I had really never heard before. And I thought, man, after 20 years, you think you'd finally know somebody, 21 years. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so (laughs) we uh, really got into some great stuff. And I I actually have been thinking about that since that podcast. Some of the principles that kind of you were uncovering, uh, you know, things like being led by the Spirit of God, uh, things like, you know, developing the mindset of, you know, what it takes to know that, that God has a plan. God has a plan. Uh, and that if I lean in, <laughs> learn to lean in. I love it. That he'll, he'll, he'll help me or, you know, he'll guide me and give me steps to take. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting to think about this. Uh, maybe, you know, if you're listening today or watching, uh, it, it'd probably, you know, be a good thought to have you ask yourself the question, you know, am I in or following God's plan for my life? Am I following God's plan for my life? And, you know, I guess different people at different stages because that could have different answers. Uh, Some people, uh, you know, we have this whole category of people that say everything that happens is part of God's plan and God's Mm -hmm. will. Well, scripturally, that is just it's just not true. Yeah. All, all, everything that happens, all things work together for yeah. good. No, that is an abuse of yeah. and, a, and a misunderstanding of There's actual no scripture. Responsibility. Nope. We're free will beings. Yeah, we are absolutely free will beings. We can beings. choose. So then, what? How would a person know if they're following God's plan? Yeah. You know, how do you know? I'll tell you. You gave a little bit of your story uh, on the last podcast. Um, for me, Laura, just. I mean, I grew up in church. Uh, I was raised in church, was in church the majority of, my mom tells me, three days old, Darren, you were in church. And I grew up in church. Uh, I knew there was a God. I believed in Jesus. I believed, you know, the Bible from what I knew of the Bible, etc. I had this understanding that God was a, a mad God and he was ready to strike me down. And I had a lot of, lot of challenging mindsets as it came to the things of God. But when I came and moved here, I started hearing a different set of teachings, uh, beliefs. And this was like, God, uh, number one, God actually loves me. And then I started hearing this for the first time. God has a plan for my life. I had never heard that. I didn't know that God loved me. I didn't know that God would call people to do specific things or operate in specific callings or anointings, et cetera. So when I gave my heart to the Lord at uh, 19 years old, right here in this church, I was, you know, started attending this church. The first thing that dawned on me as a new believer, Laura, was it was just in my spirit. God has a plan for my life. Yeah. That had never, now hear me out, that had never happened to me in my entire life up to that point of being 19 years old. I had never had something in my heart that would say, God has a plan for me. Yeah. I always thought kind of everybody just kind of did their own thing. They did, you know, whatever you were called to do. And it was all under God and all this stuff. But Laura, when I started going down that road, I started realizing, oh, no, no, no. God actually has a 
specific yeah, plan for my life. Yeah. And just like your story, that plan began to unfold. Now, some things that we kind of started getting into on the last podcast was how do you begin to uncover the yeah. plan of God? It's a big question. It is. Yeah. Because now when it dawned on me, God has a plan. What what are the things I did? Well, they're similar to the things you did. What mm -hmm. did I do? You said you lean in. Yeah. You 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 start walking by faith for, in those things that you heard your whole life growing up in yeah. church in this great church. Uh, God does have a plan. You mm -hmm. started, you know, I started here Jeremiah 29:11. I know the plans that I have for you. So part of that beginning process is and if you're doing this for your children or grandchildren or you know, family members, whatever, anybody as far as that's concerned, there has to be the process, Laura, of uncovering, developing the mindset that God actually has a plan. So if you know that God has a plan and really like I'm thinking about parents and grandparents and really casting that vision and, and sharing that with your children, your grandchildren, then they take on this mindset that, well, then it does matter where I attend school. Oh, man. It does matter what particular job I take. <sighs> Gosh. It does matter where I live, You're who I marry. Right and so it's not just, you know, whatever you're feeling in the moment, but these things matter because they're really big steps in the plan of God. <sighs> so then it's not you just que sarah, sarah, but really honing in you know, to the leadings and the promptings of the Lord on some of these bigger matters. I mean, it could matter, you know, where you attend church. Of course it matters, <laughs> those yeah. Are, those are big things. You just kind of uncovered something, I think, unintentionally, that that just struck a major chord with me. And that is, with your children, the plan of God doesn't start when you're an adult. Yes, the plan yes. of God starts when you're yeah. in your mother's womb. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's what he said. Yeah. I knew you while you were in your mother's womb, and I knew what I called you to do. Yeah. I thought, what? When I heard that, Laura, that, that shocked me. Well, for me personally, again, I go back to when I was a child. It's like the groundwork was being laid then. You know, those, oh, man. those, those desires. And, and, I, and I've heard other people, you know, they've had those desires of, um, you, you know, you hear some of these NBA stars, and they'll talk about as a child, they knew like, I want to be in the NBA. Like, I see myself on that stage. I see myself playing basketball. Well, what is that? It's like a, a it's God a dream, you know, yeah. that's on the inside of you that you can begin to cultivate. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I have, I, I know somebody uh, in this church and when they were younger, they had such a desire to help people, to serve people. And that's really developed, like they're going to go into med school mm -hmm. because they want to, they feel like that call is on them to help people and to do what they can so i, mm. I believe it starts it starts when you're in the young womb. and it starts yeah it, you, when you're uh, in the womb. you always talk about with your parents um well both your parents your dad in particular obviously he was a pastor mm -hmm. and uh you tell these accounts of how you would fall asleep in church on sunday night as a kid not mm -hmm. as an adult you <laughs> unless somebody other than me is preaching um, <sighs> but you tell these stories of how your dad would carry you mm -hmm from that Sunday night service into the car because you were mm -hmm. asleep and then carry you from the car to the uh, to your room and get you in bed and all that. <laughs> and I thought, 
That's pretty interesting, isn't it? You know, that you grew up in that environment where, you yeah, know, you were again, in church. Yeah, again, I was in a place. And it's not that, I mean, the Lord can speak anywhere, but the majority of the time where I have sensed those promptings, those leadings, the call, you know, to, to what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be, it's been in an atmosphere where there's a community or a body of believers when the presence of God is there in a strong way. So yeah, the Lord can speak anywhere, but I mean, it's where does he most likely operate? Well, it's when you're in an environment where you're more open and more receptive to hearing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm starting to see this overwhelming kind of theme or this fabric running through this this conversation here. And I think that's what I was trying to get to with your 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 parents having you in church. Yeah. I, I think that is such, you talked about the NBA thing, you know, I want to be a basketball player. What do you think that person started doing as a young a young person? What did they start doing? Playing basketball. They started playing basketball. Or another way, they'd probably join a team which they had a coach and they would be yeah. conditioned. They disciplined themselves. What? To master or grow in that sport yeah. or trade. And one of the challenges that we face, this is such a great uh, conversation, Laura, because one of the challenges we face with the plan of God, the will of God, is parents have a really big responsibility. Yes. I, I said this on Sunday. Steward. Uh, preaching, you know, yeah, about the stewardship of your children. Yeah. Your children, yes, you could say, oh, they belong to the Lord. I gave them to the Lord. But guess what? The Lord's not going to give an account to you about your children. Yeah. You're going to give an account to the Lord yes. about how you stewarded your children. Yes. Your dad prophesied over us when we were, you know, just new parents. Our daughters, twin daughters were two or three years old. And he said, the Lord gave these children to you. Mm -hmm. They belong to him, but you are responsible for them. Yeah. So it's interesting God chose Abraham because he said Abraham will do one thing. He will train his children so in what God so good. gave to him. I'm going to say that again. God specifically chose Abraham, the father of our faith, for one particular reason. Yeah. Because God said Abraham will teach his children my will, my yeah. plan, etc. So that they will walk in it. Yeah. There is an element, Laura, that has been lost in the modern-day church world that we think it's okay for families and people, number one, not even to be a part of a church. Yeah. Number two, to be absolutely immersed, excuse me, yeah. in the world system. Deception. But here's the deal. Faith for God's plan comes from hearing. Yes. Another thing it comes from is yeah. the modeling. Yeah, that's Chil so good. It's scientifically proven. Par uh, children don't do what their parents say. Yeah. They do what their parents do. Yeah. If you are a giver financially to your church, yeah. if you're just a generous person, your, your children are probably more likely to be a, a generous. Yeah. If you are faithful in your church uh, or the church that God's called you to, your children are going to yeah. be way more likely to be yeah. connected to your church. And we're seeing that. <laughs> modeling. It's a modeling thing. So the mindset must be formed. The modeling must be displayed, yeah. uh, meaning you and me, you and I, we need models too. Yeah. We've modeled after other yeah. individuals, couples yeah. that, you know, that are further along. It, everybody needs a visual. It helps. Yeah. But the modeling, the teaching to your children. But one of the big things, Laura, is the mindset um, of following the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you started to bring that out yesterday. I was, again, I want to go back to yeah. the, the 
uh, the atmosphere of, of the church because, again, I can maybe hear some people going, yeah, again, God can speak anywhere. I don't have to be. Why does he speak so much in the church? It's not that he's not speaking all the time, but when you're in an atmosphere like the church with yeah. a community of believers yeah. and the presence of God is so strong, it's like the world gets quieter. And so the voice of God, it seems amplified. And again, it's not that he's, you know, not speaking out there, but the world is so loud. The images, the voices, the messaging, it just, mm. it, it squelches the voice of God. So when you are in this atmosphere, that's why, you know, several years ago, I told you, I said, we, we can't afford not to bring our kids with us to special meetings that we go to. You know, they come to church on Sunday. They're involved in youth. But, yeah. you know, special meetings that we go to, I want them in extra meetings. Why? To be in that atmosphere because they need to hear from God. They need direction. So they need to know the next step. They need to know that whatever college they're attending is like, yeah, that's where I'm supposed to be. They need to know whatever career path that they've taken. It's mm. because they feel like the Lord is leading them during mm. that path. And I wanted to say this too about the NBA player because some may go, well, that's not a very you know spiritual thing. God would call you to the NBA. Well, you know what? You have a platform when you're in the NBA. You have a voice. You have influence. You have money. And you can do a whole lot of good or a whole lot of bad with that platform. And I've seen mm. some, and they've done a whole lot of good with their influence and with their money. So yeah, absolutely. God will call people to Wall Street. God will call people into politics. God will call people into business and to the medical profession. But there's a bigger purpose there. It's not yeah. to just be a yeah, politician, just to be a businessman. It may be because you're a financier yeah. of the kingdom of God and, and politics, my Lord, we need some godly men and women to get in there and to be able to vote, you know, in, 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 a, in a God biblical way. So, yeah, it, God doesn't just call everybody to preach. You know, we just huh, have that's preachers. That's a revelation that's, to some no. people. It really is. Some are called to preach. Oh, man, But that's many good. are called to many different avenues. And again, when you're in that atmosphere where the world is, is quiet and the Lord is ministering and speaking in an amplified manner, you'll know those next steps to take. I love that you just kind of brought that out. The God, somebody said it this way one time, God has people everywhere. Yeah, meaning this. Thank God. God has people in every sector and uh, aspect of society, all over yeah. the world. I mean, God's got people. Uh, believe it or not, God's got people in the White House. Yeah, God's got people in You're Congress right. and in You're the right. Senate. I'm talking about the the United States. God's yeah. got people in businesses and industries. God's got people in sports and yeah. entertainment and so uh, good. and and et cetera. Now, those people have, you know, probably they're there for a reason. Um, I've, I'm always shocked, Laura, to hear that there's people in particular areas of politics that are not just, you know, Christian people. They're they're on fire, people. Yeah, I'm they're, like, they're what? serious they're, about their faith. They're actually practicing. Yeah, they're <laughs> there because God put them there and they're actually following. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's yeah. just so powerful. So, yeah, just because God, the only people. God doesn't just call people behind a pulpit. That, yeah. That's what we've saw. Oh, that man is called no. by God. No, if you're a mom, no. you're called by God. Oh, you know? goodness. Just, and that's true, too. Yeah. You, you may. I mean, God may have called you to be a mom and to raise some little world changers that are going to go off and do some great things. Yeah, and so, so you know, you may be sitting at home going, 
I'm just a mom. Yeah, but if the Lord has put that mantle and that call on oh, you, man. then take it seriously. Remember that uh, uh, the video we saw the guy the ministry put on? The people stood before God and they yes. said, Lord, I was an evangelist and I won 700,000 people. And then the Lord spoke back and said, I never called you to be an evangelist. I called you to be a doctor. I'm thinking, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Just because you're doing something good or noble doesn't mean you're doing no. the plan of God, right? No. I want to summarize this quickly in just a couple kind of statements. Number one, there is a plan. Yes. Meaning this, God has a plan. Okay, God has an yes. overall, overall plan. God has a plan for you. God yeah. has a plan for me. God has a plan for Laura. God has a specific plan. He has a specific calling. He has a specific direction. The scriptures plainly teach this, Laura. Before one step was taken in my life, God already had it mapped out. Yeah. Now, here's the second point. So number one, God has a plan for everybody. Number two, you may or may not be following God's plan. Yeah. And that is a an honest statement that all of us need to ask ourselves. Now, we need the help of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God to help to for us to kind of start going down those paths. But the question is, you may or may not yeah. be following God's plan. Like somebody might be just like getting upset about that. What do you mean I may not be? Well, I lived 19 years in my life and really never knew that God even had a plan for me. So of course I wasn't following. I was following the world's plan and the devil's plan. But to ask ourselves that question is, a, is an honest approach. Am I following the plan of God? You could, let me just reiterate this or, or inject this. You could be a businessman or woman, and maybe God has called you into business, but you've yet to step into the full plan of God, which was maybe to be a financier of the kingdom of God, of, mm. of, of missions and, and global ministries, your local church. So maybe you're partially in the plan of God, but you're not fulfilling the full plan of God. Or maybe part of that plan of mm. God is then to raise up other entrepreneurs to start businesses so and to finance yeah. the kingdom of God. I so, love that. you know, it could be, Maybe you may be you in the area, a, yeah, but, but you're not yet stepping to cross in. Over. Yeah, and that's yes. important because God's plan does have different, you know, aspects and levels and whatever, all that so stuff. So ask God. Yeah, that was my next ask point. God. So to to ask, you got to know there is a plan. Yeah. God has a plan. Listen, whether you believe that or not, it's true. Yeah. Whether you know that or not, it's true. Just the fact that you don't know that or not walking it doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. It's true. God has a plan for your life specifically. Number two, you may or may not be walking in that plan. Mm -hmm. Number three, to walk in that plan, Laura, I love the way you put it. You've got to lean in. Yeah. What does that mean? You've got to do what Laura was saying. Get in an environment where the Holy yeah. Spirit's moving. It's like Set you get your head quiet. You yeah. get all those voices. It's things get quiet. Are you hearing voices? No, oh. no, the voices oh. of the world. Oh, no, I knew what you meant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but when you lean in, I think one of the practical things is set aside time every day to seek the Lord about it. Yeah. David said, yeah. this is not your scripture. David said in the Psalms, early I will seek you. No, it's not. No, mine. that's, you know. <laughs> one, mid morning. <laughs> one minister said, I'm going to get up and pray at 10, 10 a.m. when God's not so busy with all those 5 a.m. people. <laughs> but seriously, Lord, take the time. I started doing this when I was 19. I started like crying out to the Lord, like, what do you have for me to do? If there's a plan, I want to yeah. know, what is it? Yeah. But the, the scripture says plainly in Jeremiah, cry out to me mm -hmm. and I will answer you. Yes. Ask the Lord. Now, the Lord may speak to you through a sermon 
of your pastor. He it's may good. speak to you by your neighbor. It's good. God forbid. Hold on to your seats here. God may speak to you through your spouse. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, God may speak to you through frustration. Yeah. You may just say, I am frustrated. Something's not right. You know what I do? I pull back and I say, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? God may speak to you through desire. What Something just keeps stirring in you. What is yeah. that? God may speak to you through. There's something, when I get around this situation, endeavor, area, person, something in me is like, Yes, this is part of what you're supposed to do. Those are all ways that God speaks to us, right? The witness, all from A to Z. But you've got to, let me end with this. Moses in the book of Exodus, I think it was Exodus, he walked by the burning bush. Yeah. And what does the Bible say? He turned. Yeah, yeah. Something of that God experience captured his attention and he literally turned. And for wherever you are, maybe in your life, I think that is a step that the Lord says, turn to what? Turn to me. Just turn your attention. This will change everything, Laura. To just turn your attention to what? To the things of God. Turn, allow the Lord to maybe open up some new steps, new pathways, whatever that looks like for all of us. But the important thing is turn and begin to consider in your heart, God has a plan for me. Now, in a practical sense, Laura, the plan of God is at its maximum potential when everybody's doing their part. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we have not had this mindset in the church. Everybody thinks everything in the world is just God's plan. It's not. When we turn and begin to step into what God has for us, more and more of us in the body of Christ do that, that's when God's plan begins to really take shape and form. And that's when miraculous things happen, when we're all doing our part, right? Uh, So listen, I I, I encourage you to go back over some of these things. They're so powerful. And what an important message for nowadays. Get in to the plan of God and follow him. You, You learn as you go. But you got to make that first step, right? Yeah. Listen, we love you. I trust you got something out of this podcast. Uh, you think we'll continue on in this subject? I don't I know. Like we'll it. see. Yeah, it's a good one. So we'll see. But we love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you real soon. God bless.